guys. As you can see, the church is reflecting the economy now. You buy one, you get one free. So before I start, could you just stretch your hand and just pray for me for some few seconds, please? Lord, I just thank you and I, and I bless you for this opportunity. And Lord, like I said in the first service, I move myself back so that you can move forward, Lord. Let it be about you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> you say it is your spirit that draws men unto you. Lord, draw this unto you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. So we're still carrying on with our encounter series, and I'm talking about a guy called... Okay, I'll help myself then. It's there. Bartimaeus, he's a blind man and he's also a beggar. But before I go into him, there were other, there were other two before him, blind men, that Christ actually touched and healed. So as I was studying this, one of the things that came to my mind was, as a Christian or as a person, what is life? And that's a question I've always asked myself, even before I became a Christian, and I was in uni, I keep asking this, what's all this about? What's this life about that we keep going on and on and on? And for me, eventually, after many, many experiences, I now concluded that really life is a collection of experiences. I haven't experienced yes tomorrow, so tomorrow is not part of my life yet. But I've experienced yesterday. And if I'm going to tell a story, I'll tell about yesterday, my experience. So that's really life. And one thing I now notice that in life, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, you have ups and you have downs. There's no escaping from, from that. The only difference really is that sometimes, because we're Christians, we have the help. But however, whether you're white, you're black, you're brown, you're yellow, you're tall, you're short, you're rich, you're poor, we all experience life, ups and downs. We're on the same road, but different vehicle. The road we're in is called life, but we're in different vehicle. Fortunately for us, Christians, we have Christ driving for us, but sometimes we have him as a passenger. You know, when things are good, we say, thank you, Lord, I'll drive. And then when we get into the portholes, we say, oh, God, where are you? Come on, then. But however, most times when we talk about encounter with Christ, he's always added down. But Christ is also at the up. He's also there when things are going very well, where we are at peace. Christ is always there also. So just be, be mindful. You know, when we're up, that's us driving. When we're down, we're saying, God, where are you? How could you let this happen? But that is life, you know. For us that come from Africa, we know some roads that you go on to and you finish and you're like, what was that? You know, you saw some potholes that can swallow a whole car. You know, and then you go on some tired roads that you feel, oh, okay, this is smooth, this is okay, you know, but that is life. It's never, it's not if you're good or bad, we all experience life. So, as I was going through this, one of the things I now notice while studying for this is that we do encounter Christ three ways. And I'm going to use the three examples of the blind people that Christ met and healed. In those three ways. The first one that we encounter is what we call the direct approach. That simply means Christ comes in and helps us out, even if we don't ask him. So you see that in John 9, 
of a blind man that Christ was going and he met this blind man and Christ went to him and said and healed him. I don't know if you know the story, the story of him spitting onto the mud and then twirling his feet with the mud, put it on the eyes and said, go and wash it off. And he went and washed it off and the guy became healed. That's a direct approach. Nobody asked him, but he did it. I remember the story of, and they asked him, one of the things that they asked him is, who sinned? Why was this guy blind? And the answer was, nobody sinned. There's some situations in that life that you're thinking, why is this happening? It's not because you've sinned. It's not because you haven't paid your tithe. It's not because you're not praying enough. It's just life. Sometimes life happens, and you just don't know why. And God comes in and proves himself. And proves himself, I can and I will. I can heal and I will heal you. The second, that's that one, it just reminds me of a story of my, of my sister-in-law also. She was, there was some couple of years ago that she was desperately sick. I mean, desperately sick that they've called out the family and said, come and say your final goodbye. She was in this high dependency ward and all the family were there. So I came also, and the room emptied for me. I don't know why. They just left me with her, and I knelt beside the bed. And I felt the Spirit of God saying, do you think I can heal her? And I'm thinking, I opened the one eye just to look. I know you see all the tubes coming out, all the drains, draining things. You see the machine pumping hair into her lungs. And I'm thinking, I know you're a very good God, but I'm not too sure about this. And three weeks later, she was sending a picture to my wife of her being at a party. Because God can and God will. Now, nothing has changed for her. She's not going to church. She doesn't still believe in what you guys do and things like that. But God used that to prove to somebody like me that I can and I will. The second one, The second one is what we call the indirect approach. When somebody helps us and takes us to Christ. What we call intercessory. So sometimes when we are standing out here and they say, well, you come out and pray and let somebody pray for you. Or people ask you, what can we pray for you for and things like that. That's actually you asking them, take me to Christ. I can't do this on my own. Help me, take me to Christ. And the example of that is the guy also that Christ met who was blind also. And people brought that guy, you'll find him in Mark 8, 22 to 26. People actually brought this guy to Christ and they begged him, please God, help this guy. You remember the one that God now spit into his eyes and then cover it. Please don't ask me about why he's spitting into his eyes. Pastor Mark in one sermon will come and explain that. <laughs> but he spit into his eyes and covered it and left it and he said, can you see? He said, mm, I can see, but not too clearly. And then God covered the eyes again and then opened it. I said, yes, I can see clearly. And God said, okay, go on your way. That is what they call an indirect. He didn't come to Christ himself, but he needed help. People brought him. Sometimes we're at a stage in life, you know when, and you just need somebody to help you hold that steering wheel and take you to Christ. And I remember in this church also, sometimes when they tell us to come, come out here, a guy came, I think I can also see him in church now, who came to us and was standing here. 
And he said, oh, I have bowel cancer. And he spread, and I'm thinking, okay, what do we do with that now? And we stood out here in this church, not an evangelist or tele-evangelist or what, in this church also. And I held his hand, and I could see him shaking. So we draw him, I draw him closer. And he was crying to me, fully grown man. And I said, and we both, and the only thing I can say is, please God, please God, please God, please God. And this year he came out to us and said, God healed me. You know? Even I was shocked. I had to call somebody and say, hey, come, let's hear this together. And he showed us his scars and things like that. Because our God can and our God will. There's nothing that he cannot do. Our God can and our God will. Still in this church also, a lady came up to me sometime last year. I said, don't you remember me? She came with a little child and the little child was just running everywhere. And I'm thinking, because I see a lot of people. I said, sorry, I'm not too, I can't remember you too much. He said, oh, I came some years back and I'll ask you to pray because our daughter actually comes to this church, but she doesn't come. I said, the daughter is pregnant with the first child and the baby is really struggling to live. And I said, oh, I remember. I said, oh, so is the baby now. I said, oh, that's. The baby was the one I was running all around. Because our God can and our God will. He has the power to do that. And then finally, to the hero of the story, which is Bartimaeus, is the one that there's a time that we are so desperate that we go to God ourselves. We say, everybody, move out of the way. I don't want your advice. You know they were advising him. Say, keep quiet. Don't shout. Say, no, the only person that can help me is Christ. And he went. If you remember the story, it was crying, and they were like, shoo, 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 stop. And he was desperate, and then God called him. This was a blind man, this was a beggar, and the first question God asked him is, what do you want? That really annoyed me when I saw it. I said, are you blind, God? Can't you see? I need help, you know? And God healed him. He said, your faith has made you well. This is a time where we know that God can help, and we approach him ourselves. And God helps and comes through for us. Now, we're not talking only physical. We're talking about financial. We're talking about emotional. We're talking about spiritual. God can help us. I remember in this church, some years back, you know, things were really hard. Credit card was maxed out. I had two running direct debit. You know, those ones that you, every month, it tops up again, that you spend it again. And I'm just, middle of the month, I'm thinking, God, please, don't let anybody hit me. Don't let me hit anybody. Just see me to the end of the month, you know. And I came out on a Friday to drive my car to work, and it dropped. The shock absorber dropped on the, broke on the car. I said, oh, okay. I wanted to reverse. The shock had this metal sticking out. Went into the tire and busted the tire. I was annoyed, angry, and confused. Oh, God, please, why? What's happening? You know, 
And then I called the guy, right? they said, okay, 200 pounds to fix it. You might as well tell me it's 2 million because I didn't even have 200 pennies. But I said, okay, come and take it. Because that time I know the only person that can come through for me is God. I said, God, help. No idea what to do, but you need to help me. The Sunday I came over here and I was rushing through the crowd to come and pray in the, with people like we normally do. And a guy ran after me. And I said, wait, 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 I'm coming. Um, let me just finish. So he sat down and then I went to him. I said, oh, sorry, thinking that he wanted me to pray. Or he said, oh, the Lord said I should give you 200 pounds. In this church. Even I sat down first. I said, okay. <laughs> because our God can and our God will. He can do and he can now, like I said before, the choir is going to come and they're going to sing to us. One thing we know is that we're on the same road called life. And we encounter a lot. The road is not all that smooth. Some are smooth, some are. It doesn't matter where you are. We all have the same experience. Now, what I need you to know finally is God knows what you're going through. God can sort you out. And God will sort it out. So as the choir is praying and singing this song called, I Speak Jesus, I want you to stand up with the choir and hold that issue up to Christ. And let that song just wash over it. Because our God can and our God will. Thank you.